Hey everybody, welcome back to Season 2 of the Rugby Report. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt, and holy cow am I happy to be back. Super Rugby is back, the MLR is back, the Rugby World Cup is coming. 2023 is going to be a spectacular year for our favorite sport. But before we talk about rugby today, I need to say that everyone here at the Rugby Report has been following the news about the unprecedented flooding and damage brought on by the recent storms in New Zealand. Of course, our thoughts and prayers are with all of those who have been impacted by these events. But in addition to those thoughts and prayers, the Rugby Report would like to encourage all of you to consider donating to the New Zealand Disaster Fund. Please visit www.redcross.org and help those in need. Now, let's talk about rugby. We're going to start our episode with the Super Rugby Pacific 2023 season, which begins this week. But before we talk about the games themselves, there's some important Super Rugby news to cover. First, the good news. When Season 1 of the Rugby Report ended last fall, there was still a significant disagreement between New Zealand Rugby and Rugby Australia over the future of the league. But then, Christmas came early, and after a major breakthrough in negotiations, the future of the league has now been guaranteed not for one or two more years, but for seven more years. That's right, folks. There will be Super Rugby to watch through the year 2030. And that is good news. The bad news is that apparently we're going to be watching a lot of those games without Aaron Smith, the legendary starting number nine for both the Highlanders and the All Blacks. Earlier this month, Smith announced that 2023 will be his last season in a Highlanders uniform, and that beginning in 2024, he will be moving to Japan to play for Toyota, where he will be teamed up with another legendary All Black, Bowden Barrett, who will also be returning to Japan in 2024 to play with Smith. Also, this just in, with Smith and Barrett as their 9-10 combo, Toyota just became my pick for which team will win the Japan One League Championship in 2024. Smith will also miss the first two games of this season due to the rest requirements of New Zealand rugby because of the upcoming Rugby World Cup. This will give his heir apparent, the recently recovered Falao Fakatava, the opportunity to both test his knee and to begin to recognize his staggering potential. Finally, before we start talking about the games, there are some rule changes this year to be aware of. Most of them are focused on speeding up the game. There are now time limits on the kickers for both conversion kicks and penalty kicks. Match officials will also now allow just 30 seconds for the formation of lineouts and scrums. And finally, TMO reviews of yellow cards and the potential upgrade to a red card will now take place while the game continues. Now let's get to the games. The 2023 Super Rugby Pacific season will officially kick off on February 23rd, which is February 22nd for those of us on this side of the international dateline, and I'm just going to assume that everyone will either check their local listings or do their own time-based math on when the games are from here on out. Anyway, the season opener this year features the defending champion Christchurch Crusaders hosting the Waikato Chiefs. The Crusaders are, of course, the league's most dominant team and there don't appear to be any major changes in their lineup that would alter that assessment. The Chiefs welcome back superstar Damian McKenzie and bring back All Blacks Sam Kane and Brad Weber, but they're starting the season without Jonah Lowe, who was traded to the Highlanders, and Bay of Plenty star Caleb Trask, who has switched leagues and is currently playing in Japan. Who's going to win this game? Well, as many of you know, I'm a big Chiefs fan. 
But in Christchurch, against the Crusaders, even with Damian McKenzie back in their lineup, I just don't see how they can win this game. Crusaders take their opener at home. Next up, on the 24th, we hop across the Tasman where the New South Wales Waratahs will play their home opener at Allianz Stadium in Sydney against the Canberra Brumbies. The Taz were much improved in 2022 after a frankly disastrous 2021 campaign, but can they beat the Brumbies? Maybe, but I doubt it. My prediction is that the Taz struggles in their new home stadium will continue and the Brumbies will start their season with a win on the road. Brumbies win. We fly back across the ditch to New Zealand for the next game, featuring the two most recent expansion teams in the league, as Moana Pacifica play host to the Fijian Drua. This game's a hard one to call. Statistically, in 2022, these two teams were about as dead even as you get. They had the same record and remarkably similar stats in several ways. That said, while Moana had the edge in a couple of key areas, it was the Drua that finished the season with more points in the standings. So who wins the opener between these two? Well, I think the Drua have often showed more grit, but my gut tells me that Pacifica's offense will prove to be just slightly better, and they will win their home opener. Pacifica wins. The final game on the 24th takes us to my favorite stadium on planet Earth, Forsyth Bar in Dunedin, where the Highlanders, who have had a spectacular preseason, finally get a home opener. And they get to open their season against someone other than the Chiefs or the Crusaders. Okay, it's not a lot better in that they're instead starting against last year's runner-ups, the Auckland Blues. But hey, they're at home, and the zoo will be rocking. That said, as previously noted, the Landers will be starting the season without the services of superstar Aaron Smith, but they will have the return of his most likely successor, Falao Fakatava, and last year's Otago standout in the NPC competition, Cam Miller who I am super excited to see make his way to the big leagues. The Blues, of course, have gone from the perennial worst team in New Zealand for much of the 2010s to a return to their glory days in the early years of the league. They did make it all the way to the championship game last year, and they do have Bowden Barrett and a host of other superstars, and they are not going to arrive on the South Island in a particularly good mood. But who wins the game? Well, on paper it should be the Blues. But I can't pick against my Highlanders on opening day at home. I don't know how, but my Highlanders will find a way, and they will upset the Blues. Highlanders win. Round 1 action wraps up on Sunday the 25th with a pair of games in Australia. First up, the Queensland Reds will start their season not in Suncorp Stadium, but in their home away from home at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, where they will host the Wellington Hurricanes. It's the league's only Aussie versus Kiwi matchup in round one, and it is a game that is surprisingly difficult to predict. The Reds have gone from perennial cellar dwellers to being Australian champs during the pandemic, and oh so close to going deep in the playoffs last year. Head coach and former Highlander Brad Thorne has completely transformed the team since taking over, and the Reds will start the year with all of their star players, including Tate McDermott, James O'Connor, and of course, the beast himself, Taniela Tupo, who is so large that I understand he spent the offseason renting himself out as one of the Fijian islands. He's a big guy. But the Hurricanes aren't exactly starving for talent either. Superstar Jordy Barrett is back, and so is TJ Perinera, 
the former All Black and last season's surprise secret weapon for Wellington. A lot of people thought TJ's best days were behind him, but he's clearly not ready to ride into the sunset just yet, and neither are the Canes. So who's going to win the game? Well, I think it's very likely to be the game of the week. But in the end, I have to believe that the Reds will prevail. Reds win. And finally, we travel way out west to Perth, where we finish round one with our good old-fashioned old Aussie Dobby, as the Western Force hosts the Melbourne Rebels in a game that is literally filled with emotion and bad blood. Folks, these two teams do not like each other. There are a lot, and I mean a lot of fans out in Perth, who are still very ticked off at how and why it was that the Rebels were allowed to stay in the league when the Force were not after a 2017 season where the Force were clearly the statistically superior team. Yes, they know that was six years ago now, but they do not care. This is a game where records don't matter, standings don't matter, sometimes the rules don't matter. It's a game where if you happen to be a Band-Aid vendor, you're probably going to make some good money. The truth is that these teams are fairly evenly matched, and both are playing not just for pride, but to prove that their franchises can grow and improve. But who's going to win? You know what? I don't know. But in the absence of a clear favorite, I'm going to say that the Force will be with Perth. And that is almost certainly not the last Star Wars joke I will be making this season. But they will down the Rebels at home. Force win. Now let's switch gears really quickly and have a look at the MLR, which is, of course, in my neck of the woods here in the USA. The season opener is actually going to take place tonight in Texas, where the Dallas Jackals will host the Houston Sabercats, but the rest of Round 1 action will take place this coming weekend at the same time that Super Rugby kicks off down under. Looking at the final preseason rankings in the West, we see last year's runner-up, the Seattle Seawolves, in the number one spot, followed by the expansion team from my original hometown of Chicago, although I'm still a little annoyed that the franchise owners rejected my idea to name the team the Chicago Deep Dish and instead chose the Chicago Hounds. When I think of all the marketing tie-ins they could have had. Oh well. Dallas, Utah, San Diego, and Houston round out the rest of the West. And my only comment here is that I would pay attention to the San Diego Legion. Because if there's one team on this list that I think might be being overlooked, it's the Legion. Switching to the East, we find the NOLA Gold once again at the top, then the DC Old Glory, followed by the New England Free Jacks, and then the defending champion New York Ironworkers, getting very little preseason respect and sitting in the four spot in the East. And then finally Atlanta and Toronto. Which team am I watching in the East? Well, NOLA seems to come out of the gate running every year and then falls short. So I'm not sure 2023 is going to be their year or not. But New York? In fourth? Really? I get that former Highlander and all-black star Waiseki Naholo isn't returning to the team, but the Ironworkers did sign several other key players, including Ty Walden, who also played for the Highlanders and the Maori All Blacks. So I'm not exactly ready to give up on the boys from the Bronx just yet. And finally, let's cross the pond to Europe and check in with the URC table. And with only a month left in the regular season, Leinster and the DHL Stormers are pretty much guaranteed the top two spots at this point. But below that, there is quite the traffic jam between the remaining teams. And below the top eight, 
The Cardiff Blues and Benetton are only one point away from Connacht, so there are plenty of opportunities for movement there, and we'll make sure to keep at least one eye on all of that. And that's a little inside joke for those of you who know about an issue that I'm having to deal with right now. Well, folks, that's it for Season 2, Episode 1 of the Rugby Report. Be sure to go grab yourself a big old bag of popcorn and the beverage of your choice this weekend, because there will be a lot of rugby to watch. And we will be here for all of it. So until next time, remember, sticks and stones may break my bones, but playing rugby will do it far more efficiently. See you next time. All right. Season two. Rocket. I need to say something about every... Just start it again. Let's do it again. Um, I'll just roll. Just roll. We'll do the thing again. Otherwise, it was great. Otherwise, it was really great. ...knee and begin to recognize his staggering potential. I'm going to do that again. That is not officially the first blooper of the year. Damn. Okay. The Chiefs welcome back superstar Damian McKenzie and bring back all-black Sam Kane and Brad... And well, f- <laughs> And I'm just going to assume that everyone will either check their local listings or do their own time-based math from the... Oh, God. The Chiefs welcome back superstar Damian McKenzie and bring back all-stars Sam... Oh, and the zoo will be rocking. I can't believe you just did that. Well, I'd need to do that again anyway. That said, as previously noted, the Landers will be starting the season without the services of... (coughs) God almighty, my throat's killing me. I don't know how. Where they will host the Wellington Hurricanes. It's the league's only Aussie versus... There needs to be a period after that. I wrote this stuff, didn't I? Didn't I write the script? I wrote the script. So when I fuck it up, it's totally on me. All right. <sighs> Superstar Jordy Barrett is back, and so is TJ Perinera, the former All Black and last year's... Oh, f- And finally, we travel all the way wet... Oh, f- where the Dallas Jackals will host the... Su- oh, f- I did it again. Uh... Try one more time.